A date which will live in infamy. Both of those projects, initiatives, got off the ground because of the Guerrero. The 11 Olympic team members slain in West Germany. The Olympic Games. So geheist waren die Brüder in Amerika. So trauten Schabes at the guitar. Out of the 24 who were killed, were Americans who had come to learn in Kevin. I say one million Jewish children who were made to be cut in Whoever heard such beautiful words, It is never too little. It is never too late, and it is never enough. Jewish History Soundbites, bringing alive the world of our glorious past. Here is our host, live from Jerusalem, Jewish historian and tour guide, Yehuda Geberer. Welcome everyone to Jewish History Soundbites, the next episode. And this is Yehuda Geberer, and we'll talk a little bit um, about it. We're in between two, this is the next installment in our Malava Malka series, and we're standing in between two great yard sites of a father and son. Recently, Aleph of was Reb Shloyme, the Baba Varebbe, the second, the third Baba Varebbe, the second Reb Shloyme, the third Baba Varebbe. And Dalid of his father, the Gdusha Sin of Babov, was the day that he was killed by the Nazis. We were in between the two yard sites. And I want to say that it's kind of rare that in the talking on these episodes in this in Jewish history sound bites that I remember the subject personally uh, that I'm talking about. Usually it's something that I research. At best, I've talked to people who remember them. And here, as a young child, we one of the Cholomoyed uh, trips that we used to do in Muncie was to go, we didn't do it every Cholomoyed, um, but uh, a treat, a special treat, was to go to Bar Park and to see and to go into and visit and get a bracha from the Heilige Baba Rebbe, Shloyma. And it was something impressive. I remember as a child, he was an impressive individual. He had a beautiful Hadras Panim. He had a light that like shined from him. People were in awe of him. I remember the impression that it made on me. And um, it's just something that stayed. And therefore, it's, 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 it's very nice to be able to talk about him and his father a little bit. The Baba Vachasidis comes from um, the Devechaim of Tzans. Um, the Rechaim had many, many children. Um, and one of his sons' name was Rameir Nussin, who married into the family of Naftali Rapshitz of Jacob. And he died quite young. And his son was Reb Shloyma, the first Reb Shloyma, who ultimately became the first Baba Varebbe. This Reb Shloyma was one of the older grandchildren of, um, of the Rechaim of sons. He, the Rechaim, his grandfather was very close with him, especially since his father had died young. And he gave him his ksavim, his writings, to be able to edit and to write into his forum. 
He's actually responsible for um, us giving us the Bidei Chaim's farm to a certain extent. One of his cousins was involved also. And um, he was a rough first in Oshpitzin, a famous uh, Galician shtetl of Hasidus. And luckily, I say this to all my groups when we go to Babov, to Oshpitzin, that he got out of there and became the Rav in Babov. Why luckily? Because in Yiddish it was called Oshpitzin. In Polish, the town is called Oshremshim. And the Germans, when they conquered Poland and occupied the area, they changed the name of the town to a German-sounding name called Auschwitz. And there was a camp set up there that became quite infamous. And if the Hasidus had stayed in Oshpitzin, and there would be an Oshpitzin or Rebbe, and, and, the, and, and you know, Oshpitzin, everyone would know, is Auschwitz, and it would not uh, sound great for the Hasidus. The Auschwitz Hasidus, especially if it would be Auschwitz 45, that really has the wrong sound to it. So they're really Babov, which is much better. And um, this first Rib Shleimer, the original Babov Rebbe, he sets up one of the first yeshivas in Galicia. It's very interesting. Uh, the grandchildren of the Derechaim, the Tzavo, the will of Derechaim, was that his kids and grandkids, like the Rapshitzer, his Rebbe, should become rabbis of towns. And only after that can they become a Hasidic Rebbe and have a Chatzar and have a court. But he wanted them to be Talmud Chachamim and Paiskim and Rabbanim of towns, and all of them were. So they're rabbis of towns. And only after that were they also a Rebbe. It's a very important point in many of the Galicia Hasidists, and especially of the grandchildren of the Derechaim of Tzans. When the Baba Rebbe, the first Baba Rebbe, not only is he a rabbi, not only is he a rabbi, he's also a Rosh Hashiva. And he opens one of the first yeshivas in Galicia, and it's interesting because his grandfather, the Derechaim, wrote why there's no yeshivas in Galicia. There are yeshivas in Poland, there are yeshivas in Lithuania, of course. There are yeshivas in Hungary, there are even yeshivas in Germany, there's no yeshivas in Galicia. And he writes in a tshuva, there are no yeshivas here, Mikama Taimim, for several reasons. He does not enumerate the reasons. Perhaps that's a subject for another time, the development of yeshivas in Galicia. But his grandson, after his grandfather wrote that, goes ahead and founds one of the first yeshivas. So when he passes on, his son, the Kedusha Sian of Babav, expands the yeshiva network. It's called the Eitz Chaim Yeshiva Network. There's close to 40 yeshivas by the time the war breaks out. It's absolutely a revolution of Torah. In Galicia, he's a huge Talmud Chacham, he's a Paisik. The Kedusha Sin of Babav is the leader of Galicia Jewry. He corresponds with Reb Chaim Oizer-Grajensky in Halacha. Uh, I spoke to, I interviewed at least two survivors that I remember who remembered him. And I asked him, what it was it like to meet the Kedusha Sin? He said, Kedusha Sin was, was, a, was a prince, he was, he was a leader. He, you met him, you were in awe of him, you couldn't... You couldn't talk. You were shaking. He he had such a presence to him, and he um, was really the leader of Galicia. Jury was Baba was basically the largest Hasidus in Galicia. There are others, Chartke, Bells, plenty of big Hasidus in, in the area, but Baba was definitely one of the largest in the Galicia. He was not part of the Agudas Yisrael Galicia. He was quite a Kanoi. He was an extremist, and uh, that's what was amazing about him is that even though he was a Kanoi, he was anti-Zionist, anti-Diagura, but somehow he still was beloved. And he actually reached out to the youth of his time, even secular youth. He was, I don't know, one of the first people involved in Kiruv that I know of. And there were people who were even more extreme and more 
Kanoim than him who were upset at him at the Kedusha scene of Babav for being uh, so Mekar of the youth, and that was considered something wrong. He was at the head of the main uh, branch of the Eitz Chaim Yeshiv and Babav, which had 300 Bacharim. He was also a big Balmanagin, which was part of um, the Babav Hasidus. He composed close to 100 songs. Some of them are quite famous, and I hear them sung all the time. I definitely will spare you and uh, and uh, not sing any of them unless we want to really feel the Avelis of the Nine Days. But I'll spare you anyway. He was killed by the Nazis during the war um, with most of his family in Lvov. Um, there's a legend about him asking the Nazis if he could put on his Shabbos clothing before he's taken out to be killed, because he's being killed al Kiddush Hashem, um, together with his Hasidim, most of his family, three of his sons-in-law, and one of his sons, and um, and he was killed in his strimal, in his Bekach, in his Shabbos clothing. I, I tend to doubt the uh, the story, um, and the reason is, is because if you look on the date that he was captured, he was actually, it's interesting, he was, he was captured by the Nazis from his bunker on Aleph Av, which is the day that many years later his son, Shlomo Babavar, died. He was killed three days later. They kept him in custody for three days. And Aleph Av, that year, was a Friday. And there, the testimony that we have about him being taken has him being taken at 6.30 in the afternoon. 6.30 in the afternoon, I would imagine a Rebbe is wearing his Shabbos clothing on Friday afternoon. So I don't know if he actually asked the Nazi, if he can put on his Shabbos clothing, or it was Friday afternoon and he happened to be taken out in his Shabbos clothing. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, so his son, Reb Shloyma, somehow survives the war. He was his father's right-hand man before the war. His father left Bubba for a period of time, and Reb Shloyma stayed, and he was the head of the Bubba Yeshiva, the Yitzchayim. He was uh, the Ra, the, the Ra, they called him the Rav Hatsoyer. He was the Rav in Bubba when his father was out of town, and he somehow managed to survive the war. Most of his family's killed, his wife, most of his children, his brothers, sisters, his, his father's chassidim. He survives with one son, Reb Naftulche, and um, actually survived. He had, during his survival, he had to shave his beard, which is not all uncommon for people to, during the time of the Holocaust, almost every Rebbe or God, was a famous picture of Rebbe Ram Grudzinski, the Slobodka Mashkiach, in the Kovna ghetto, shortly before he was killed with a shaved beard, and the, the Vision Rebbe spoke about how he had to shave his beard, and basically everyone had to shave their beard. It was quite rare. The Kloisenberger Rebbe was one of the only ones, and his famous stories about how he kept his beard, even in the camps. And the Kloisenberger Rebbe was his cousin, and he actually was very upset after the war when he heard that the Babav Rebbe shaved his beard, and uh, it became something of a dispute between them, which, you know, is... is uh, is um is a dispute. In any event, the the um the the Baba Rebbe goes ahead and he goes ahead to rebuild the Hasidus that was lost. And you have to understand the extent of the loss. There's nothing left. There was literally you can count the amount of Hasidim that was still left in America and Eretz Yisrael. The Baba Rebbe was not a family. He remarries. He has more kids to rebuild, and he goes ahead on a rebuilding crusade. Um, yeshivas, institutions, girls' schools, chadarim, an empire, and and it was through the strength of his personality and his, it was an amazing, amazing amount of rebuilding, which is a characteristic of many of the great leaders that 
that we were privileged to have who were able to survive and go ahead and rebuild and and, and leave behind all their personal tragedy and go ahead and rebuild. I mentioned just now the Kleisenberger Rebbe, his cousin, who did the same thing and many others. And that's what, what he was able to do. And he was also an Ish Shalom. He was a man of peace. He stayed away from any machlaikis in the Jewish world, in the Hasidic world, in the Litvish world. He, his goal was to always make peace, to generate an atmosphere of peace. Uh, he got along with everyone. He was literally beloved by everyone. And uh, there's a story that's told um, that he, there's an old machlaikis in Hasidus, probably the worst machlaikis in the history of Hasidus, unfortunately, which is a quite a bit of a story in itself, which is the Baba Rebbe's great-great-grandfather, the Devechaim of Sons, went out against the Sadigera Hasidim. It was because of a whole story. One of the sons of the Rishoner, um was a problematic personality, or Berniuv Liova, who who left and joined the Maskilim, and 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 the the, the, the Rechaim decided that the whole Sadiger Hasidus is puzzle. They went to war with each other. It was a pretty bitter machlekes, and I don't want to get into it now. I hope maybe never, <laughs> and and uh, we'll see. And and it stayed in Galicia all those years. A very bad beef between the Tzanzer Hasidim and all their branches, and the Sadiger Hasidim and all their branches. Uh, one evening in Borough Park, the Baba Vareba, Reb Shloima, is walking home from his shul in his Beis Medrash, and he's going home, and or he's, or, I don't know if he's going home, he's walking somewhere in Borough Park, and they pass by a shtibel of one of the branches of the Sadiger Rishon Hasidim, maybe it was Bayan, maybe it was Sadiger, I'm not sure which branch of the Rishon Hasidus it was. And they were proving some yard site. Maybe it was of the Rishoner uh, himself, Gimel Cheshven, or um, someone else, some other great uh, Sadiger Rebbe of the Rishoner dynasty. And the Baba Rebbe stops with his Gaboyim, with his entourage. He peeks inside. He sees that they're proving a yard site. And all of a sudden he says to his Gabai, let's go inside. I want to participate. And the Gabai is, almost drops dead and faints. He says, Rebbe. The Zayde the Chaim, you know, went to war. This was this was it. This, this was the the battle of his life. This is the battle of the history of Hasidus between Sans and Sadiger. How could you go ahead against the Zayde, the traditions from the Zayde the Divrei Chaim, and go ahead and go join together? The Baba Rebbe was the Ish Sholaim who spent his entire life trying to make Achdus and Sholaim. In Klal Yisrael, he says to his Gabbai, this is a, such a powerful story because it reflects the true leadership in the post-war era of after we lost so much, how do we go about rebuilding? And to close ranks and to, to a certain extent forget about the past and now we have to rebuild. Um, not to forget about the past, obviously, but to, to, to recognize the difference in how times change and the rebuild. That's that's it's an amazing, an amazing response. So what did he respond? He says to him, I don't have my Zayda the Divrei Chaim's Torah. I don't have my Zayda the Divrei Chaim's Chesed. Divrei Chaim was very well known for his staka, for his Chesed. I don't have my Zayda the Divrei Chaim's Kedusha. I don't have his Chasidus. I don't have his leadership qualities. I don't have anything like my Zayda the Divrei Chaim. The one thing that I should keep from him is his machlekes, 
If that's the only thing I have from him, then I can leave that go as well. And he walks inside. And that was the Heligabab of a Rebbe. I was, uh, that's, he was, he had an atzilus, he had an aristocracy to him, a nobility, he had this beautiful, shining holiness to his face. And it wasn't just me, it was, or his close chassidim, it was anyone who saw him. People visited him from all stripes, from all streams, and they saw something special in him. And I want to end off, he wrote a kinna for Tishabav, which I say every year with the, with the group, that I, that I, if I'm leading a group, or if not, and um, beautiful kina. There's many, many uh, kinnas that have been written for, for Tisha B'Av about the Holocaust. My favorite one, if you could say that about a, a kinnas, a Holocaust kina, is, um, is the Baba Barabbas, a very powerful kina. But he, if I want to end off with one thought, that everything we have, and this is huge industry that obviously I'm involved with today, about visiting the old countries of Eastern Europe, of all over Europe, Kibrit Sadikim, the shuls, the communities, the towns, the camps, the, the life before that we had, and, uh, and to see what it was like and to take these tours in Poland, Ukraine, Hungary, Lithuania, Belarus, Czechoslovakia, everywhere. And I lead groups to all these countries all over. And really, the one who, you could say, started it was the Baba Varebba. And we owe it all to him. The whole thing, the idea of going back and connecting to that past. After the war, no one wanted to go back. People left it and didn't want to look back. And it's a very common thing. And I hear it still from groups still today, you know, that I told my grandfather that I'm going, and he said, how could he go back? And it's a common thing that we hear. In 1974, the Baba of Rebbe, under communist Poland, he said, I'm going back for a visit. He was the first one to do it. It was almost 30 years after the war. Communist Poland, no one thought of going back. And he said, I'm going back. And, it, and people, if you think people today in 2019 are saying, how could he go back? Blood-soaked land and so on. They told that to the Baba Rebbe too. How are you going back? You're crazy. What are you going back for? And he said, my Zetas are there. Everything I have there. My whole childhood, the Devre Chaim, my grandfather, who I'm named after. Everything's there. We left it behind. It's all destroyed. Their matzevas are destroyed. Their shuls are destroyed. How could we not go back? We have to at least give them the covet to visit them, to daven by them, to rebuild their matzeva, to rebuild the oil. How could we not go back? And he went with a group in communist Poland, looked for his grandfather's caver, the first oil to be rebuilt from all the refurbished oils that are still going on, refurbished cemeteries that's still going on. The first one to really rebuild is in Bobo, over Abshleimah Babavar, the first Abshleimah Babavar, his namesake, his grandfather's kever. He went looking for his, for the Divrei Chaim's shtekin, for his cane, his walking stick, because he had hidden it. Abshleimah Babavar himself had hidden it before he escaped in one of his runnings and travels and escapes during the war. He had hidden it and he wanted it back. The walking stick of his holy great-great-grandfather, the Divrei Chaim of Tzans, and he went back to the exact spot where he had hidden it in the hole in the ground. He remembered where it was, and he got permission to dig. And unfortunately, it wasn't there. It broke him. He went back here. One of the reasons he went back was to find that. And a couple of other things that he left there was a few valuables, and it was very, very broken. It hurt him that he, that he did not find it. But he started that trend. He said to people, how could we not go back? This is our roots. This is the life that we had before. The Kivrit Sadiqim, the families, our grandparents, we're all here 
we have a hard time with it because it is blood soaked and there were a lot of Eden killed there, but we have to go back. So all the tours, I always say that even if we don't go visit to Baba, but that we really owe this whole idea of returning, of connecting to our past like that and taking these trips and these tours to connect and to see and to experience it from the Heilige Baba Verevas, Hisa Yugen Alaini. This was Yehudi Geber with Jewish History Soundbites. You can reach me at ygebss at gmail.com for questions, comments, sources, and of course trips to follow in the Baba Verevas footsteps to go to these places and hear about these people. You can follow Jewish History Soundbites on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Don't miss an episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at JSoundbites, and I hope you enjoyed.